You're listening to The Outfield with Eddie Robinson on Sirius XM OutCue. Uh, you are, you know, certainly one of the most outspoken individuals I've ever had the pleasure of talking with. So let's get things going and let's get things started with these five cuts. This first cut basically is what former Astro star Lance Berkman said at the really at the very beginning of his interview. Barry, cut one. The way I looked at this this whole ordinance was it's it's kind of like a Trojan horse, you know. All the stuff that is good about the ordinance is already protected federally. So, what's the point of of foisting this ordinance on our on our city? Um, and the the only answer that I could come up with was that you know that it's a an LGTB agenda type thing. An LGTB agenda type of thing. Not we're not even talking about the ordinance. It it's all about an agenda. Chris Cluey, what's your reaction to this to this particular cut that Lance Berkman said? <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that when he says, um, you know, the it's already being protected federally, and the only answer I could come up with, you know, was it's an LGTB agenda type thing. Well, the thing is, is that. Just because it's protected federally doesn't mean that federal re- resources always go to help out, you know, states where it's happening. I mean, the, the federal mm-hmm. government is a very large, sprawling bureaucracy, and so it can take them a very long time to react to something, which is why you see with equal rights situations, generally they have a federal statute, and then they also have a state statute so that local authorities can act on these situations without having to wait for the federal government. And so... The, the whole point of having a, a state ordinance is so that if there is a case of racism or sexism or, you know, discrimination, that those local officials can do something because they're there. They're the ones that are on the ground in the area and not, you know, not have to wait for the federal government to come get it. And, uh, and it's also interesting that, I, I mean, I'm assuming that Lance is, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming Lance will probably be voting very prominently Republican uh, I feel like that's uh, yeah. a bet to make. Um, and, and isn't it interesting how the Republican Party is the party of, oh, less government, less big government, you know, get the federal mm. government out of everything. And here he's saying, oh, yeah, no, just let the federal government take care of it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hypocritical in yeah. the extreme. And, and really what it is, is, is it's saying that, you know what, we don't, we want this to just remain a federal ordinance because we know that they react so slowly that we can continue being jerks and we won't be oh. called on it. And, you know, in my mind, that's not how a society should be run. And nationally, non-discrimination laws have, have become the LGBT rights movement's top priority, you know, now that same-sex marriage is legal in every state, but a proposed federal non-discrimination law would probably be given no chance of passage anytime soon because of Republican opposition. Uh, so basically, activists are waging local and state-level com- campaigns to get this thing going. Let's listen to the second cut because that was just pro- possibly uh, a very sort of rated G kind of moment for this particular interview. Um, but we continue. Cut to Barry. Go. First of all, as a Christian, I feel like um, I have an obligation to uh, to take a stand for what I believe is right. And I feel like that, um, you know, that that too many Christians are passive about because they don't want to offend anybody. They they want to be careful that they're not you know trying to push their belief system on other people. And I'm not about pushing my belief system on other people, but I am about uh, articulating my belief system. And I am about taking a stand for it when I have the opportunity. Chloe, what do you think? 
Well, I think you can say that you're not about pushing your belief system on the other people all you want, but when your actions show you are pushing your belief system on the other people, that kind of gives the lie to the statement. And, um, you know, it, it, it's really interesting that in a country that is, you know, that is majority Christian belief, that I think every single president we've ever had has been, you know, a, a Christian president, that large portions of our judicial system, you know, both officers of the bench and judges themselves are Christian, that Lance thinks that this is not a Christian nation that doesn't cater to the Christian belief system. <laughs> it's like, you know, we, we have the First Amendment for a reason. It's so people can be free to practice, you know, whatever religion it is that they believe in. But the, the flip side of that amendment is that, you are also free from other people pushing their religion on you. And in this case, this is, you know, Lance can say all he wants that he's not trying to push his belief system, but he absolutely is. Because what he's saying is that I don't care, you know, that, that these individuals, that these minority groups are getting discriminated against on a daily basis. He's saying that, you know, I, I feel that what I believe, that what a book tells me is more important than giving these people the same equal rights that everyone else enjoys. And, I mean, those, those are the simple facts. And we fail to mention that, you know, there are people who cannot get a job because perhaps they were outed and then later they were fired. Uh, there's a, a, a veteran who fought in the Gulf War who's still looking for a job and people will not give him a job because of his situation. And those are the kinds of, you know, of, 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 of laws that would be helpful for this particular city. And by the way, folks, we're, we're playing cuts from KTRH 740 AM's phone interview with former Astro star Lance Berkman, who participated in an opposition ad about um, the HERO ordinance, the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance. And when I listen to these cuts, even when he mentions the notion of agenda, this is the exact same position, Chris, that was taken by the NFL sports agents that I spoke with earlier this year in February. For those who don't know, I spoke offline with two well-known sports agents for the NFL. Both asked that they remain anonymous, and both were not they, – they weren't open at all to coming on the show, but they were open to talking to me offline about what, they, what their thoughts are with regards to representing an openly gay athlete. And one agent in particular – who recruits players for the Dallas Cowboys, he was extremely angry, extremely upset. And we talked for about 45 minutes, and he mentioned this quote-unquote LGTB, which what Berkman calls this agenda. This sports agent is just, he was just beside himself. Plus, he, had, he, he, he addressed himself as being a Christian, and he was upset about liberals and pissed off at liberals with this agenda. And yeah. I sincerely believe that, you, Chris, there's, there's, there's an education that needs to happen right then and there because it's not about an agenda. It's, a, it's, a, it's really about equality and equal rights for everyone. Yeah, the, the only agenda is being treated fairly just like everyone else. And you know, it, to, to me, I, I think you're absolutely right in that it needs to be a, a thing of education because – the problem is people who are in a position of privilege. I mean, you know, me, for example, like I grew up a, you know, white, straight male in like an upper middle class family. I mean, that's, that's life on easy mode right there. 
And for people who are in that situation, it can be very difficult to recognize that the privilege you're surrounded with, the, the fact that you don't have to worry about proclaiming your sexuality, the, the fact that you, you don't have to worry about, you know, when a police officer pulls you over, is that going to devolve into a violent situation simply because of the color of your skin? I mean, those, those are things that people take for granted. And then when they look at other people asking for those same rights, then they, they can't understand how those other people are, are in that situation because they personally have never been in that situation. They can't, they can't empathize with this other group of people, and that's what needs to change. I mean, that's, that's the experience, the education that these people need to get because once they do realize it, once they do understand that, hey, you know what, I am in the privileged position. I do get all these things that I've taken for granted. Then they can start looking at the world and saying, where is this not going right? You know, where do we need to make changes? Where do we need to address these problems that are keeping these other groups from enjoying the same type of life that I am? 866-305-6887. We are taking your phone calls, folks, with regards to the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance being rejected earlier this week from voters, overwhelmingly rejected, 61% to 39%. Um, let's play another cut, and and this is Quite possibly, Chris, and our listeners, this is quite possibly the most explosive cut that, um, that Lance could have ever made in this interview. Barry, go, cut three. You get called a bigot and intolerant and, and all that stuff, which, uh, you know, to me, tolerance is the, is, the, is the virtue that's killing this country, that we're, we're tolerant of everything. You know, everything is okay, and, you know, as long as, it, as long as you want to do it and as long as it feels good to you, then it's perfectly acceptable for you to do it. Um, those are the kind of things that, that lead you down a slippery slope that will, uh, you know, you'll get in trouble in a hurry. Okay, Chris, what do you think? Well, on this one, th this is the one that I find really interesting because in the previous cut, you know, Lance said, I'm not trying to push my belief system onto other people. And then you get to this one, which is Lance saying, you know what, if you're tolerant of these things that, you know, I don't believe in, then essentially you're going to burn in hellfire for eternity. <laughs> it's like, well, hold on a minute. I mean, we're not talking about letting everything be okay. If it feels good, do it. We're talking about people who deserve the same rights, the same access to jobs and education and medical services that everyone else gets. We're talking about those people getting those same rights. You know, this, this isn't a debauched orgy of, you know, just random hedonistic pleasures. This is mm -hmm. essential human rights that, that people need to live their lives. And I think right here you can, you can kind of see the true character of Lance Berkman showing through which is that however much he protests, however much he says that he is not intolerant or a bigot, that his, his own words show that he believes that his only, his, his only concern is with his belief system. There's, there's no room for anyone else in that belief system if they do not conform to what Lance Berkman thinks is right. And, you know, I think that that's a very dangerous mindset to have, because we've seen historically what happens with religious fundamentalist mindset. I mean, we're seeing right now what happens with the religious fundamentalist mindset, you know, overseas and in the, the Middle East and with ISIS and the Taliban and stuff like that. I mean, that, that's one of the, the most de depressive and just destructive things that a society can have is, is that mindset that this is the only one right answer. You must subscribe to this answer, and if you don't, we are justified in doing whatever we need to to get rid of you. And, you know, I, I think that 
Lance Berkman really should take a, a long, hard look in the mirror and say, you know, what, what circumstances have led me to utter the words, tolerance is the virtue that's killing this country? <laughs> like, in what universe does that ever make sense? We're talking with Chris Cluey, folks, on the line, and this is all about six-time MLB All-Star Lance Berkman, who used to be a star here in Houston, and he played a starring role in an advertisement against a recently failed Houston equality referendum um, that now seems to be, you know, faded away here. In the ad, which took a stand against uh, the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance, the former Houston Astros and Texas Rangers player urged everyone to vote no because it would allow troubled men to use women's bathrooms. Now, Lance Berkman's words caused a lot of controversy at the time. And with regards to this interview that we were playing uh, cuts from a KTRH interview that he recently gave this week, and he was really calling himself, in so many words, a victim in the sense that he has been uh, digitally sort of um, persecuted uh, from the public. And he was referring to a couple of tweets that Mayor Anise Parker sent out immediately when that ad was delivered. Um, an, uh, the first tweet that Mayor Parker sent out once that, air, that once that ad had aired was, quote, Lance Berkman played in St. Louis. Guess his girls didn't go to his games. St. Louis has a non-discrimination ordinance. And then her next tweet, then Lance Berkman went to Dallas. Oops, Dallas amended its charter to clarify gender identity protections. Can you spell hypocrite? So he was basically responding to these notions of Mayor Parker and saying that he indeed was attacked. And we and there was also a question to Lance about what he has discussed with his daughters with regards to this ordinance. Barry, cut four. We did. We talked a little bit about it and I mean, they, of course, they're my kids, so why wouldn't they have this reaction? Like, why, why are we even voting on this? Why is that even, you know, why is that even a possibility? And I said, that's a great question, but um, anyway. Chris, so, you are a family man, and you have daughters yourself. It's sort of like, you know, your family is sort of, you know, similar to Lance Bergman's family and the makeup in and of itself. What do you think about that cut? Well, I, I think that it shows that, you know, whatever Lance is teaching his daughters is obviously not anything remotely involved with actual education and bothering to look up facts. I mean, the, you know, the, the one thing that really gets me about the whole, you know, bathroom attack angle is, yeah, it's sensational and it, and it causes this, you know, knee-jerk reaction fear in people. But we have literally had more Republican lawmakers get in trouble in bathrooms for soliciting gay sex, then we've had transgender individuals attacking people, <laughs> you know, for, for whatever depraved fantasies Lance Berkman thinks is going to happen. So if we really want to protect our bathrooms, we should probably be enacting statutes that prevent lawmakers from going in them <laughs> as opposed to transgender individuals. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's just one of those things where, I doubt Lance Berkman has ever bothered to take the time to research, you know, transgender individuals and, and the stuff that they have to go through. I mean, uh, as I wrote in the, the Bob McNair paper, you know, transgender individuals mm -hmm. are eight times more likely to, to commit suicide or try to try to commit suicide at some point during their life compared to the general population. And, you know, it's, it's when you sit down and actually think about it, it is ludicrous 
to think that someone would go through the absolute hassle it is to be a transgender individual in our current society. You know, the, 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 the stuff you have to deal with from just everyday passing people, the, the medical hoops you have to jump through, you know, the, the government uh, paper hoops you have to jump through, you know, what, what gender is listed on your, on your government identification. And the, the fact that someone would think that another person would go through all of this trouble just to look at women in a bathroom or get into a girl's bathroom with literally three seconds on Google. We'll find you all the girls in bathrooms you ever need. It, it will be more girls in bathrooms than, than you will want for, for the rest of your life. And, and so it's, it's just this, this stupid talking point that it, it really doesn't make sense at all when you actually examine the argument. But, you know, that, that seems to be kind of the, the go-to move for the, the people who oppose equal rights is they want this knee-jerk fear reaction. They, they don't want people examining things uh, logically and, and looking at the underlying facts. And so, you know, yeah, Hero got defeated this time, but I think more and more people, as evidenced by the, the wave of equal rights legislation sweeping across the country, more and more people are understanding that, you know, we do need to look at these things logically. We do need to understand the underlying facts, because if we don't, well, we keep enacting these religious fundamentalist rules, and that's, that's not the basis of a sound society. That's right. 866-305-6887. 866-305-6887. We're taking your phone calls, folks, and we'd like to get your thoughts, your insight about this uh, rejection of the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance. Lance Berkman cuts are what we're playing. This is from an interview that he gave this past week with KTRH, a local radio station in Houston. Basically, uh, uh, it's a, it's a victory lap. It's a victory lap for him with regards to what he's done uh, in being and playing a starring role in an advertisement against the recently failed ordinance. And we've got Chris Cluey on the line. By the way, we did reach out to Lance Berkman for his comments to get him on the air to do this show. And unfortunately, no response. Our last cut, and I believe... You know, you, you, you particularly like that intolerance uh, cut, Chris, but in my mind, I believe this very last cut is actually what he ended with in the phone interview. This cut in and of itself deals with the heart of the matter. It's basically why a lot of closeted athletes, a lot of closeted folks still remain in the shadows. And when I heard him say this, I imagine myself putting putting myself in the shoes of high school athletes, um, and because the thing is, I heard this when I was in school, and, and and that was back in 1991 in high school. And by the way, our school had separate but equal proms. The blacks had their proms, and the whites had theirs. But I digress. But with this particular comment, it really struck me, and it was so just painful to hear, because. When he said this, it immediately brought back memories of me saying to myself, Eddie, do not come out. Eddie, do not rock boats. Eddie, plow forward, shut up. But Barry, play this cut. Cut five from that Lance Berkman interview. Go. Men need to be strong. They need to be bold. They need to to take a stand for what they believe is right. And I encourage my guys to, hey, you know, don't be afraid to be a leader. Don't be afraid to uh, be the only one that has an opinion if you believe it's right. And, and uh, you know, in so doing, I think that's how you really become a man. 
And it should be noted that Lance Bergman is a, a, a high school baseball coach for a prominent uh, school here in Houston. What do you think about that cut, Chris? Uh, I think that that's an example of toxic masculinity that plagues this country um, that leads to a whole host of other problems, um, you know, stuff like domestic violence and stuff like rape culture, because what Lance Berkman is saying is not do your research, find the facts, figure out a logical argument to decide what your beliefs are. What he's saying is if you believe it strongly enough, therefore it must be right. And that's, that's a fallacy. Like, that, that's tautological reasoning. I mean, it's just because you believe something strongly has nothing to do with, you know, the veracity of, of what it is that you believe in. I mean, you, you can, I can believe as strongly as I want that the moon is made of cheese and I would like to eat it. But the moon will not be made of cheese. <laughs> it's not. And so, you know, the, the, I think that this is something that, that we also really need to address in this this country, this idea that just because you have a belief, that that somehow makes your belief correct. And it's no, if, if there is countervailing evidence, if, if there is, you know, if there are studies done, if there are factual scientific evidence that states that, well, your belief is wrong, the, the man's course of action is to say, you know what, I made a mistake, I'm going to work on fixing that mistake as opposed to I'm just going to keep blundering through life, hurting the people around me because I'm too arrogant and stupid to recognize that the world isn't made of cheats. <laughs> like I mean, it, it just, uh, I, can't, I can't stand that mindset that is, well, I believe it, so it must be right. Well, no, do, do some research. You have the Internet. Go look some stuff up. Do a Google search. It's not that hard. Yeah, and it's so unfortunate that there's already cities in and of itself that have non-discriminatory ordinances. Just up the street, Austin, Dallas, El Paso, the three Texas cities that already had similar non-discrimination ordinances. And with all this, you know, brouhaha of women in bathrooms, it's just ridiculous um, when there have been no reported cases of sexual predators masquerading as women or men to enter public restrooms, it's just a very, very, you know, unfortunate myth that's created and was misled um, by the opponents of the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance with this particular ad campaign. Um, Chris, what in, in, in closing words and remarks with regards to Lance Berkman moving forward, what do you think? Um, well, I think that the people who think like Lance Berkman are unfortunately still out there, but that they are growing into a smaller and smaller minority every day. Um, you know, we, we see that with, with the passage of, of federal protections so. for equal Let, rights. Let's hope um, so, Chris. Let's, let's hope so, man, because when you see the reaction and the response to Kristen Day, uh, the, that, the clerk, and, you know, with so many people, even shadows, agreeing with the notion of this being a quote-unquote agenda. And from what we've gathered with um, the talks of Bob Stein, who's a, a Rice University professor who looked at the analysis of the voting aspect, a majority of Republicans and African Americans really turned out in droves for this particular election, and you just kind of want to scratch your head to say, are they diminishing? Is this really something that's that a, a lot a lot of people are kind of evolving into? 
yeah, in terms well, of acceptance? From, from a historical perspective, you have to remember, you know, civil rights issues do take a very long time to resolve. I mean, the, um, the, the advances that we've made in LGBT equality over the years have been positively lightning fast compared to, you know, compared to civil rights issues of, of other, you know, of other types of stuff. I mean, you look at, you look at race issues in America. I mean, we're still not there on race issues. You know, it's, as evidenced by police violence, as evidenced by you know, our prison system, right. and you know, and, and stuff of that nature. And so, I think in terms of of equal rights acts, especially for the LBGTQ community, that that's something that we're making progress on. But it is still going to be a fight we're going to have to wage for at least another generation or two, because what you need is you need to have a generation of children that grow up in a world where to them their normal is that people are treated equally. You know, they're not they're not taught by parents like Lance Berkman. They're not taught by coaches like Lance Berkman. And so what happens is that kind of thinking dwindles out because, you know, for for every Lance Berkman there's, you know, three people now who would have been Lance Berkman's but aren't. And so the next generation you'll still get a Lance Berkman or two, but it will continue getting smaller and smaller as to how many of those people are in positions of power who are in positions of influence. And so it's almost kind of like the reverse spread of a disease where it's shrinking down, shrinking down, shrinking down until eventually it gets so small that it can't really cause the same massive amount of harm that it used to be able to do in the past. Don't don't miss the outfield. Sundays, 11 a.m. East, 8 West on Sirius XM LQ.